Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. It was late in the afternoon on March 26, 2012. I was on day nine of my nine-day vacation, and I just got home from a jog when the phone rang. It was Eileen Saylor. They just shit-canned Bruce, Eileen told me in a clearly upset voice. What? I said. They just shit-canned Bruce. Bruce was a sports editor of the Montana Standard, and he was in the waiting room of a doctor's office on his day off when he got a call to report to the paper. He was asked to reschedule his appointment because it was urgent. So, being the loyal worker that Bruce always was, he left the doctor's office and went to the Montana Standard, where a company hack for early enterprises laid him off. They were eliminating the position of sports editor, and Bruce was out of a job after more than three decades working for the company. I was no stranger to layoffs. My dad was an electrician working construction, and he got laid off all the time. One time, he got laid off from the Anaconda Company at Christmas time. When he got laid off, though, it was because the job ended or the company was ceasing operations. When Bruce was laid off, they were just asking me and my fellow employees to pick up his slack for no extra pay. A few minutes after I got off the phone with Eileen, I got a call from the editor of the paper. I asked him to lay me off, too. He declined. Right away, I started talking to Ron Davis about working for Butte Broadcasting and starting a website to cover sports. That turned into ButteSports.com, and I ran that website for 10 exciting years. Every employee at the Standard was mad about the decision to axe Bruce, who, not coincidentally, was about to turn 60. We were so mad that regional editor Randy Rickman came to town for a special meeting. It was a week or two into April, and Rickman told us that we have to either get over our anger or move on. He said we should all agree to either get over it or move on by May 1st. On April 30th, I dropped off a letter on the managing editor's desk. I decided to take the advice of Mr. Rickman, and I will no longer be mad on May 1st. I wrote, However, I have not decided which year that will be, so this is my letter of resignation. May 1st has come and gone again more than 11 years later, and I am still mad. I am mad that the company would treat my boss, mentor, and friend like that. I am mad that the company once told us after the fact that they stopped contributing to our 401ks. I am mad that the company turned some once great papers into a shell of themselves by squeezing every penny to be sent back to Davenport, Iowa. So, I was a bit offended when I saw a column by Jeff Welsh, the sports editor for all of Lee's Montana papers, brag about how well the company is covering sporting events when we all know that is not true. That is what today's column is about. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com, a free, fledgling niche site trying to gain some footing.
Capper Light, calling Bravo Sierra on 406 claims. One time in the early 2000s, I approached the ticket takers at a high school football game in Dillon for my normal routine. Hi, I'm here to cover the game for the Montana Standard, I told the nice women who noticed my clipboard and nodded for me to enter without a ticket. As I walked away, I heard one of the women say, I hope you can find a better place for us than page 5. Apparently, she believed the Dillon Beavers should always be on the front page. In the 14 or so years I worked under Bruce Saylor on the Standard Sports Desk, we traveled to cover nearly every home football game for Dillon and Anaconda. Trying to get a story in by deadline in those days was no easy task, especially when you were an hour away from the newsroom. Doing the post-game interviews and typing up the box scores usually only left 15 or 20 minutes to get the story written. But we busted our hump every night and got it done, knowing that people would just take our hard work for granted. We worked hard whether the story was going to be on page 1 or page 5 of the sports section. It wasn't that the folks in Dillon were unhappy with our stories and coverage. Most of them were. Some people, though, are just never satisfied. Those are the people you hear from the most. I have friends who would always accuse me and my co-workers of favoring Butte High over Butte Central. I have friends who would always accuse me and my co-workers of favoring Butte Central over Butte High. Usually, that was based on the placement of the story in the paper and the size of the photo. Butte Central won, and the Maroons only got a short story on the bottom of the page, one friend once told me. Butte High lost, and the Bulldogs got a big photo and a huge story. Yeah, I said. Butte High played in Butte, and Central played in Browning. We didn't have the manpower to send a reporter and a photographer to Browning to cover the game, so we had to rely on the coach to call in the box score. We had a great staff and the best sports editor of all time. However, every day was filled with criticism from readers who thought we should have done more or done something differently. That was fine by us. It was part of the business, and we loved it. If you spent a minute in newspaper journalism, you know exactly what I mean. You get 10,000 complaints for every one attaboy. So, I am calling Bravo Sierra on last week's column by Jeff Welsh, the statewide sports editor for the Montana Lee newspapers. The column appeared on 406mtsports.com, and it was subtly announcing that the once-free website will now charge $4.99 each month. Our reporters are routinely greeted with thank you at events, at the grocery store, and at local watering holes, the column reads. That is some serious selective listening, if that's what they are hearing. I'm at the games too, and I hear something completely different. I hear people ask why there is so little coverage anymore from the newspaper. That's because Lee Enterprises has cut its newsrooms to the bone. The Montana Standard used to have four full-time sports writers and a handful of part-time scribes covering all the sports in the area. Now, they have one writer. That's right, one. He is really good, but he is just one man trying to do the job we used to have six or seven people do. The paper has had some very good writers in the 11-plus years since I gratefully joined the Life After League group. Lee Enterprises still has some very good writers covering sports for the papers and 406mtsports.com, but they have all been handcuffed by management, constantly asking for more from its writers while giving them less resources. Most of those writers have also been asked to take two-week unpaid furloughs. That is the real thanks they get from the company for all their hard work. Great job and all the work that prep season. Now take two weeks off. Hopefully, you can still make your mortgage or rent payment. In the last dozen years, Lee has axed great journalists like Sailor, Bob Meserol, Chuck Johnson, Carmen Winslow, and Walter Hennig, just to name a few. The paper chain also prematurely closed the careers of some quality editors and the best collection of pressmen you will ever see. It wasn't Welsh who decided to make such cuts and destroy a once great product, but he has been steering the ship for sports coverage that isn't even a shell of what it used to be. 
He is the one who stopped the papers from running real box scores, and then he brags about the little information that he calls box scores. Those are not box scores. The coverage isn't anywhere near what it used to be 12 years ago. Today, it is embarrassingly lacking. So, Welsh writes a column to brag about the coverage while asking for money? That is kind of like the captain of the Titanic bragging about his steering to all those people scrambling for the lifeboats. You see that? I almost missed that iceberg. What I also found insulting was his line about free websites. A free website makes sense for a fledgling niche site trying to gain footing. Now that 406 Sports is a household name across the Montana sporting landscape, we are joining Lee's successful Husker Extras in Nebraska, Badgers Extra in Wisconsin, and STL Pitch Hits in St. Louis as a cornerstone product earning its keep. Maybe I'm paranoid, but I assume he was referring to ButteSports.com as one of those fledgling niche sites. I was in charge of that site for 10 years, and during that time, Bruce Saylor, Pat Ryan, Derek Hendrickson, Ron and Shelley Davis, and I routinely destroyed Lee Enterprises when it came to stories. Lee also completely copied its sports website from us. They might say they didn't model 406MTSports.com after ButteSports.com when they debuted their site four years after ours, but we know the truth. We also know that it isn't true that readers today like what they are getting more than they did in the past. They charge a whole lot more for the paper now, and they give you a whole lot less content. What people in their right mind would want that? Now, some of Lee's papers have moved to three days a week publication, and they are delivering by the mail. And subscription prices are still going up. The paper chain has self-destructed thanks to years of mismanagement and really bad decisions. Feel free to pay the $4.99 for the website that was once free. Maybe it's worth it to you. Maybe they will write a feature story about your athlete while they neglect to give the full story of the action of so many other players and teams. Maybe that will make you think one of the writers at an event, grocery store, or watering hole. But don't for one second believe that they are charging you now because the product is suddenly worth more. Don't for one second believe that they are taking that money to pay their writers more. Remember, they are still forcing their employees to take unpaid furloughs. The employees that haven't been laid off, that is. This smells like nothing more than a money grab by a company that has already squeezed all the money from all of its papers. It reeks of a last-ditch attempt to refill the coffers so that those untalented executives can comfortably parachute out to safety. And those poor readers in Dillon will be lucky if they ever find their game stories on page 5. Proud to be from you, America, USA.